Hello, and welcome to the podcast, episode 24, the sequel to 24, the original. You may not have heard that episode because we didn't broadcast it because it was really boring. And also this podcast is called Live from the Brodello. Oh yeah, we're live from the Brodello. <laughs> which is like maybe the most important thing, in case you couldn't tell, dear listener, from our voice that it was us. It changed. Today that voice was me. This is actually just me in a room on my own. I'm just doing impressions of Lewis. They're so accurate. It is pretty accurate. I like the ventriloquism where you can talk over yourself, too. That's pretty cool. Well, that's just editing. Oh, I guess that's true. I did this all yourself all over yourself. Are you going to edit this bit over itself? Yes. Over itself. Over itself. Yes. I got stuck under a bridge. In a boat? Nope. In a windsurf. So I went to windsurfing on Saturday, and it was a nice day for it, apart from the, like, really changeable and not very strong wind. (laughs) So we started off, and, you know, after literally an hour trying to get out of the dock, because no wind and just desperately paddling, and then making somebody just take me out on a boat. I then managed to get myself blown down towards the uh, Massav Bridge. Mm Mm-hmm. And then was like, oh, well, now I can't get back because there's no wind to take me back, so I'm just going to sit on my board and look really sad. (laughs) Did you take the board down to half-mast and they came and got you? Well, I got a passing-by boat to take their sail down to half-mast and then ruined their date. And literally, we we sat there for five minutes and nobody came out, so it was like, if there was an actual emergency, I would have drowned. Well, that's okay. You were wearing Um, a life vest, right? Yeah. You can't get injured if you're wearing a life vest. And then I was being heckled by people uh, crossing the Massage <laughs> Bridge. That's like, the best, were they throwing tomatoes at you? There, no, there was just this one girl who just like leaned over and was like, Would you jump in? I'm like, what? Would you jump in? What, the water? I'm windsurfing and I'm wet, so I've already been in the river. Yeah, but would you... What, what does this question mean? <laughs> right now? Because you think I'm your performing monkey? No, fuck off. She just wanted to see you all glistening and wet. Maybe. And then some other guy was like, hey, I, I was desperately, like, well, lamely paddling. <laughs> desperately paddling, so you went swept under the bridge. Right. And, and some guy just shouted over, hey, if you put the boom on the board then maybe you won't have terrible drag and we'll be able to paddle faster. But by that time, I was so, like, embarrassed, feeling stupid and pissed off that I just assumed he was being an ass and was like, thanks, mister, you're really fucking clever. <laughs> and then, I guess you showed that guy for trying to be helpful. And right, and, and then 15 seconds later, I went, oh, I was totally a jerkwad to someone who was trying to be nice. Story of my life. So I, po- I apologised on Reddit, and I now have the most upvotes for that thread than I've ever had in for any thread that I've ever posted on Reddit. So that's good. Well, in conclusion, know. being a jerk in real life gets you internet points. That's always been the case. Mm-hmm. Also, being a jerk on the internet gets you internet points. And real life points. <laughs> Mm-hmm. No, wait. Can you get real life points now? I really wanted those for a long time. I feel like if real life was more like the internet, I might be better at it. Isn't that money? Mm. Real life points is money. Yes, so that was the majority of my weekend. Also, so I you were on someone's date? Well, there were two people in the boat, and it was a boy and a girl, and and the girl had no idea what was going on, and, and the guy did, and he was like, yeah, sure, but he also looked really sad while he did it. Because it was so unimpressive of him to be saving someone's life. Well, maybe he just wanted to be like I'm a pro sailor let's go and he didn't want to just like circle this stranded windsurfer <laughs> for five minutes while absolutely nothing happened and nobody came to rescue him and eventually I just felt really bad and was like put your sail up and go away uh-huh. and, and so how did you get back? I didn't... Eventually some random dude on a patrol like one of the, the dock stuff on a patrol came by and was like you alright? and I was like well uh <laughs> and he took me in and, and I told him like so we had a sail down for five minutes and nothing 
something happened and apparently they have a guy who they hired to teach windsurfing and take care of windsurfers and he is doing a terrible job of teaching anyone to windsurf and like isn't taking care of anyone mm. um, so he was just like bitching everybody out over the radio as he drove <laughs> me in so anyone is there anyone there hello could somebody meet me out in the river to pick up this windsurfer because I have some other shit to do yes no what? <laughs> he was so angry. It was amazing. Oh, and I landed at the MIT dock along the way as well. Oh, good. Did they come out and throw math or something at you? Well, so so I landed by accident while attempting to get upwind before all of this nightmare <clears> happened. And and was like, oh, well, I guess I'll push off from here. And then a the guy came out and was like, hey, are you launching from here? And I was like, well, I've just gone a bit astray. It was like, I didn't think I recognized that sail. Do you need assistance? And I said, no, because I am proud. And this was an error. Because I, I didn't get back home for another like hour after that. If I just said, yes. Please take me back to CBI. <laughs> I am a fool. It's I never just swallowed my pride. Then I wouldn't have had such a miserable experience. But it turns out that on windsurfs you can't head into the wind remotely as much as you can on a boat. Mm. And the other that thing I did was make hummus. Hummus. Oh, I love hummus. It was pretty good. Did you make it with fava beans or something crazy? Though? No, no, that? I make falafel, falafel. with fava, fava yeah, beans. Yeah. So I make hummus with normal things. Isn't, I didn't put enough garlic in. Isn't falafel just fried hummus? Um, well, no, because I make <laughs> falafel with fava beans. Mm-hmm. So what did I do this weekend? I don't Nothing know. interesting. Good. Okay. Um, I thought of a topic for the podcast oh, no. today, and then forgot it again. I've been listening to the Cracked podcast a lot lately. Is that um, good? It's surprisingly good. They talk about... I am surprised, because Cracked is not yeah, that's, a thing. Yeah, that is the thing. Cracked is rubbish. Although, basically, Cracked is smart people targeting the lazy on the internet while they're at work. Slightly stupid demographic. But when you put them together, they, they have interesting conversations, usually mm. about popular culture. Mm. And movies and the way movies get made and, and blah 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 and one of the things I talked about in a podcast I listened to recently was talking about how some things in the 90s held up and other things didn't and then towards the end they tried Vanilla to make Vanilla Ice remains excellent right and then and then trying to make predictions about which things today would do the same nothing and 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 I felt like there was a conversation that we could have about things that we thought were cool as kids that aren't anymore I'm um, pretty sure everything I thought was cool as a child remains, remains cool. cool except and, and I felt like either that was the topic or something similar was the topic and I had some contribution to make to such a topic and I've no idea what it was. Oh, uh, that's too bad. So that's... So, so what things did you... What stupid things did you like a long time ago that you don't anymore? Um... System of a Down. Oh, they're fucking great. Uh, they got remarkably uncool. Mushroom people! Something, something, something. Yes, it's like I'm right here with Serge. I was still sad that I didn't see that concert where they opened for Slayer one of the first times they played. It was supposed to be awesome. Oh, I thought something in particular happened. Oh, no, they were just doing just one of their early shows. And oh, okay. They opened for Slayer, and usually people who open for Slayer to get, like, booed and thrown off the stage, but oh, they okay. got really... They were, they were hardcore enough that they were. They were oh, awesome. I see. Yeah, I used to really like them, and I only listen to them ironically now. The times now... I feel like I am- at the time... You kind of were listening to them ironically as well, though. No. No. The times now that my, so silly. my emotions overlap with that level of really, really self-obsessed, wanky, navel-gazing, egotistical stuff, which I did way more of when I was 15. Angst, as they say. Yes. Or wanked. Um, wanked. It was definitely wanked and not even angst. <laughs> 
and and it's it's very rare that these days I am in that same emotional space. Yeah, no, it's it's true. And I just can't listen. There was to more them of that otherwise. in high school. I still I still sort of really enjoy Sugar. That's a fun song. I genuinely. It's like, so silly. Even. <laughs> So Chop Suey is the best song of all of their songs, except that even now I can't like I cannot take seriously. I cry when angels deserve to die. die. It's just. Can you take it seriously at the time though? I could. That was the thing. I could never take them seriously. Seriously, I mean, I really, I really appreciated the the angsty rage which matched my feelings. But I don't think I ever thought they're low man. These guys know how to write a song. I was like, oh man, these guys are so fucking hardcore and they rhyme. No, no, I was like, these guys capture my tormented teenage angst perfectly. Mm. Um, They did though. They, they, they did, and, and now I am tormented quarter-life crisis angst instead. Yeah, now it's all like... I have to listen to other things. Shit. Yeah. Working is kind of hard. I don't have as much free time as I want. I have to I have to listen to really saccharine indie guitar with, like, group choruses to get my navel-gazing wank instead. Yeah, I understand. Um, I really like bands that have male-female duet singers. Mm-hmm. There's something about really clangy, twangy indie guitars that aesthetic is both massively irritating to me and mm-hmm. quite nice to listen to on occasion. I think you like more of the twanginess than I do. I'm not really that into twangy. Yeah. I'm more into like rhythmic synth lines. Yeah. Awesome. What what did you listen to as a kid which like no longer holds up? <laughs> Slayer No, they still fucking hold up though. Slayer. Yeah, no, I was pretty into like for a while I was pretty into heavy metal. Mm-hmm. Passed that to my sister who's carried that torch quite well. Okay. I listened to a lot of like really bad British rape music. It's no such thing. That's true. Do, do you know Scooter? They were a big I am vaguely mind. aware that Scooter were a thing. Wait, they were the... They have a song the, that goes the harder, lady. faster, Scooter. Did the, they have the ch- chipmunk, right? Chipmunk? I thought Scooter was the one who had a chipmunk vocalist. No, I don't think so. Maybe it's someone else. Oh, there was definitely the around the time a, a thing where vocalists were like super distorted, super high pitched. No, you think of someone else. I I don't know, I, honestly, I still sort of enjoy most of the music that I enjoyed when I was younger. Not always to the same degree, but what do you think of Sandstorm? <laughs> it's fucking the best. It is. Sandstorm is, <laughs> Sandstorm still is so good. Darude kept coming to Penn for some reason to really? like, frat parties, but I never went to see him because I didn't like go to frat parties. So yeah. I always regretted not seeing Darude because Sandstorm is the best. Also, that music video, what even? I don't know if I've seen the music video. Oh, the music video to Sandstorm is like some chick and or dude escaping from some bad people in suits on a skateboard. Oh, that sounds great. Oh, yeah. I have seen that. Yeah, no, that, yeah. Was, that, was, a, that was great. Sandstorm, I believe, will hold up forever. I, I think you might be right. Although, it has... It is now a product of its time, and I think it's gained a patina of irony. Yeah, definitely. But so is everything, right? There's no music that... No one listens to music unironically nowadays. Well, sure. I'm not sure I, I, I very rarely listen to music unironically as a child, also. Or as a younger child than I am now. Oh, well, maybe you were just a really ironic kid. I definitely went through uh, thinking I was hella deep and profound. I went through the teenage angst really quite well. Oh, I, I really had a lot of angst, but it was always like... Did you manage to... You, what you're saying, though, is that you detached yourself, so you managed to process your angst also in an ironic... That made me very angsty about that. Or are you just retconning? No, my, my friends will probably... I'm probably retconning. My friends will be like, no, you were... You, you were, were just really, really angsty. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I was... I mean, I was super angsty. Don't, don't let it be said that I was not angsty. Okay, good. Uh, no, I mean, I'm just concerned that you're trying to deny the fact that you were angsty as a teenager. No, I was super angsty. Which is, I was super angsty. Okay. 
Yeah, I, I remain super angsty. There's no like, there's okay. been no improvement there. Maybe that's why you think everything is still, still holds good. Up. Yeah, because I haven't evolved at all. But I've, I've definitely my taste has changed dramatically in like the breadth of it. Yeah, and, and I'm much I'm much less into just boring death metal. Yeah, I'm still really into ironic power metal. Ironic power metal is great. Hammerfall is so good. Okay, Dragon so Force is fucking amazing. Oh God, um, <laughs> I really like the video where they do double picture in picture of them playing guitar really hard. Oh God, it's great. Have you heard any of? Symphony X. I think I have. They're they're pretty. Uh, they're like progressive concept yeah. albums. Yeah, they don't. They don't, they don't have like vocalists, do they? They're just. Um, they have some vocalists. A lot of it is just like instrumental. Yeah. Um, but there's there's definitely plenty of vocalists going on. The other one that I really really enjoyed in early uni, which I definitely was listening to, ironically, uh, was Gamma Ray. Oh, I love Gamma Ray. Gamma Ray are great. I have some great, like, album art from them still somewhere. They're, yeah. They're amazing. All these pyramids and shit. Yep. How about Halloween? Did you like Halloween? Oh, I have a friend who went to see Halloween live. Halloween was always, like... Because I, I really wanted to go and see Gamma Ray live, and they were opening for Halloween, I think. So I was mm. like, oh, maybe I should go and listen to some I Halloween. Don't, I don't think I saw... And, and then did once. I saw Sepultura with my mother. Are they, is, is he related to Guillermo del Toro? Yes, they're their brothers. Okay. <laughs> Do they share a tooth between them? I don't get the reference. <laughs> oh, it's uh, it's uh, the three witch sisters who have like one eye, uh, tooth, and see. one yeah, ear yeah. between them or something. Let or me... one snake in their hair. No, they're, they're pretty good. They had a song I really liked called Biotech is Godzilla that went a lot like that. Well, obviously. <laughs> I don't know. I was going to talk about TV shows. Um, and then realized that this would be just culture clash. Yeah, we were just having nothing. I watched a lot of The Simpsons. <sighs> I never, I still never got into The Simpsons. That's too bad. They're really great. I hear they were really great and have gone down in the last ten years. <laughs> oh well, like twenty years probably. Right. <laughs> the Simpsons stopped at like season seven, as far as I'm concerned. Okay, so. yeah, that's like the last Sonic game that was made. Was, yeah. uh, we've talked about this on the podcast. Sonic and Knuckles. Uh, yes. Okay. Although, if Sonic CD came out afterwards, I will let that one fly. No one has a Saturn. Uh, it was. Uh, oh, it was a Genesis game, but you needed a CD plug it. Nope. No? It was for the Sega CD. Was that was that was just the Genesis plugin though, wasn't I it? I don't think so. I think it was its own console. What was the one there was there were some games that needed like a whole bunch of add-on packs for the Genesis? I, that was the 32X. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking of. That thing was great. You had to stack so much shit up. Yeah. <laughs> I think there is that picture of uh, the guy who managed to like maximally stack the cartridges <laughs> on top of each other and it's like this five foot tower of like sixteen different sixteen games. different things that all stack into each other and like one of them is Sonic Two with Sonic and Knuckles on top with something else on top of that. Yeah. Um and it does work. That it's is just amazing like thing half about. an hour load time. <laughs> That's the amazing thing about cartridges. Yeah. Is that they, they can have hardware <laughs> Yeah. Hard to fit a computer in a CD. That's what... I think it was Sonic and Knuckles also had the entirety of Sonic 2 in it because they couldn't just, like, retcon. They, they could, there was no way they could crowbar in Knuckles into, mm-hmm. sor- into actual Sonic 2 without exploding the entire cartridge. So they just... I did Sonic the whole oh, time. Is that how it worked? They just stuck. They just um, copied it. You still had to plug Sonic Two in, though, didn't you? Yes, yeah. probably is some rudimentary copy protection. Yes. It's like the the prototypical bundle. Yeah, no, there was this fantastic TV show when I was a kid called Nightmare. 
which you won't recognise, which means I get to explain it, which is one of my favourite things. He's an excellent Soul Calibur character. He is, actually, that's true. I will agree with you. But this was a virtual reality green screen dungeon quest for kids. <laughs> no, 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 no. As a ten-year-old, it was the most amazing thing. Basically, you have like this team of four kids who are also ten years old. Oh, it was children in a game show. Yes, Oh, it was, like it was, Legends of the Hidden Temple. Well, I, I, again, we, yeah, we, can, okay, we, can, we can compare and, and contrast um, our child VR experiences. But inevitably, these were four of the thickest kids who managed to apply. <laughs> One of them would get taken away from the rest of the group and basically get a bucket put on his head. Um, <laughs> I mean, it was a bucket like dressed up as some kind of Viking helmet thing. But, you know, it had no eyes. So the, this kid had, you know, like three degrees of vision out the bottom of this helmet. And then they put him into a green screen room with a couple of props, like a table and a scroll and a potion and some shit, and then live actors. And so the other three kids would be in like the main set of mm-hmm. this game show, talking to the kid through the magic mirror pool. And, and there would be the... The dungeon master supervisor who would make wry comments and, and, and try and make them not do the obviously stupid thing. But so, like, there's this kid wearing a bucket on his head, um, and the other three kids are trying to tell him where to go in this green screen room that has been green screened to look like a dungeon, and there are like monsters that are entire heads that like stick out of the wall and speak riddles, um, and there are like sidestep left. No shit, I don't know which way left yeah, is, and then he falls into a hole, and they just like take a screenshot of the thing and then cut the kid out and, and then just move like, him down. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds um, amazing. It was fantastic. And then like they had these live actors who would come in and interact with the kid with the bucket on his head while his mates would tell him what to do and what what else was in the, the room and that there would be a dragon. Um, <laughs> and it was it was fantastic. That sounds but, pretty good. You read interviews with the production team, and it was like these kids were the dumbest things. Like they couldn't spell. So their magic was that you would get a spell, and in order to cast the spell, you'd have to say like spell casting B U T T S butts, and then butts would arrive or whatever the spell was. That's really and and they they would like not be able to spell. Spelling is hard. Yeah. Uh, they, they would not be able to spell they would like not read the instruction on the scroll that said like take the bar of gold and this jar of weird thing because somebody three rooms ahead will will need it like typically you'd go into a room and unless there was some kind of environmental hazard there would be a table with like five things on it and each time you went to a table you could pick up two things and sometimes there would be food sometimes there would be like a potion of health sometimes there would be like a bottle of bird shit <laughs> Um, Typically it's bat, bat guano. No, this is, we don't have bats in the UK. Mm. So how do you cast fireballs? Um, we use pigeons. There would be some things that seemed obviously useful, but there would be a scroll with a message that would say, basically, in not very cryptic form, you should really take one of these other random things because someone two rooms later is going to request it from you. Mm -hmm. So then the the dungeon master guy would be like, maybe you should take the other thing. And the kids would be like, no, I want the gold bar. (laughs) And then the child falls into a hole. It was it was great, but the production this team... sounds a lot like our Dungeons and Dragons games, honestly. Yeah, it, it was, but it was like green screen, and there were that actual dragons. Like and... So the production team realised after the first, like, 
two series in that they didn't have to make this enormous branching path depending on which doors the kids chose because they only ever chose one, one door, door. Um, yeah. so there were like three or four levels they had to get to the end and then retrieve the shield of justice or the sword Did of hammers or something yes every but they really made like it the sword so of rarely that it was a monumental event like the, the game show would run for half an hour and like one group of kids would go through like eight episodes so you would tune in for so long and get invested in these caves and they'd fall in the hole and they, they'd go through and ride a dragon and whatever but there was this you could go straight from level 1 to level 3 if you took the shortcut which was like going down this you would was stand on a moving walkway a conveyor belt while circular saws would fly down at various uh, various <laughs> heights so you could basically it was this it was this corridor with a conveyor belt that you stood on and it was two people wide so you could choose which side to stand on and you could crouch mm-hmm. um, but of course you're wearing a bucket with a hat on so your mates are seeing this circular saw <laughs> and like go to the other side or crouch and you had to like duck around these circular saws otherwise you know it would cut your head off um, and if you did that and it was called the shortcut and it was hilarious but yes like they had a good set of puns to deploy here. yeah it was it was a fantastic TV show and I wish they would do it for adults I think is <laughs> maybe you could pitch it to someone in Japan they're like good game shows yeah so you were talking about Legend of the Temple? Oh, it's not as good. Okay. I'll just pass on it. I, I want to know, though. <laughs> oh, it was a Nickelodeon show where there'd be, like, multiple teams of several children, mm-hmm. and they'd be, like, called the orange snakes and the green mm-hmm. monkeys or something, and they'd have to go through a bunch of non-temple-related challenges, and then the winning team of those challenges would get to make a run on the temple, which was a really awesome stage setup with, like, this giant fake temple thing. Right. And they'd have, they'd have like, a minute to run through and try to grab this thing, but there were just these... What was the thing? I don't even remember. They never made it. Oh. <laughs> it was a cutaway, so it was like a building, but one side was open. Everyone, you could watch into it, right. but the, the people running through it couldn't see anything. Right. And it was full of, like, big dudes wearing stupid armor who would come okay. out and grab them and be like, you lose! Okay. So they'd always, like, walk into a room, be grabbed, and then it would be over, and you'd be really disappointed. Okay. Because you never got to see all the cool stuff. They'd be yeah. like, oh, they're going into the pit of death. And you're like, oh, I want to see the death. And oh, like, oh, it's the guy in armor. Yeah. Yeah, so it was always disappointing. Yeah, I, I wonder if the UK just had better game shows then because we also had the Crystal Maze. I don't Did know you what ever? That is, no. <laughs> the Crystal Maze. We didn't was... have very good game shows. My, my friend is really into game shows. We'll, we'll dispute this because he fucking loves game shows. But the early to mid nineties had like a whole host of excellent physical game shows. Mm. Was one um, of them Ninja Warrior? No, because that's a good show and that's on right now. Right? Yeah, that's. I mean, we had that as Takashi's Castle. Yeah. Um, well, that's Takashi's Castle is different. Well, they're similar enough, right? No, no, no. So Takeshi's Castle... No, no, Ninja, Ninja Warrior is basically like Tough Mudder or, or one of those. Yeah, things. just yeah, like yeah. ridiculous physical challenges. Right. Takeshi's Castle is fantastic, though. Just, yes. That, that is ridiculous in the, the this is a silly thing rather than this right. is really hard to do. Yeah, we had lots of other things that were less ridiculous but very Takeshi's Castle-like. That sounds um, really good. So we had this this game called The Crystal Maze where you'd have a team of grown-ups who had terrible like early 90s afro hair on white people. Whoa, and, whoa, whoa. Nothing wrong with terrible early 90s afro hair on white people you're quite right <laughs> <laughs> I am not minding the other person that is in this room that I am talking to um, and like enormous terrible glasses and it was it was like fashion crimes so it would be like this group of five to six fashion crimes who were all I don't know middle managers 
or people who ran grocery stores, or then investment bankers before investment bankers turned into what we think of investment bankers are. Mm-hmm. Back when um, they made investments at, from banks. From banks and, and were just like these slightly clumsy, oafish, nerdy people, rather than wankers in suits. And, yeah, and so they had investment bankers. Yeah. <laughs> capitalism. Um, <laughs> so it would be this group of people and... They would go around four themed zones in the Crystal Maze, and there would be this weird. Well, it was Richard O'Brien, the guy who made the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Okay, um, that's another thing I don't really care. About. He was the host, which okay. was fantastic, and he would like run around playing the harmonica. Um, <laughs> and so one of them would be picked to go into a room and complete a challenge, which was either like physical skill, agility, or mental challenge. And they'd have to like they'd have a minute or two or two and a half minutes to solve some kind of puzzle, which was either like climb over the things and get the thing, or swing over the ropes and get the thing, or drag the thing to this other place, or figure out the slidey puzzle to get the. And, and at the end, they would either run out of time. In which case they would be locked into the room, um, <laughs> or they would succeed and they would get the crystal and then re- reunite with the team. And so, like, they had these four themed zones. Like, there was an Aztec zone where everything was like a desert and full of Aztecs, and there was a medieval zone where there was a, a fortune teller and enormous banquet hall. There was more Aztecs, right? Um, and there was a futuristic zone where one of the rooms had a giant magical future spider. Um, <laughs> That had a laser web. It was fantastic. And then, good. and then there was the industrial zone that was like really steampunky and, and pipes, which well, they always did. my favorite. They then replaced with the ocean zone, which wasn't as good. also my favorite. No, the ocean zone was rubbish compared to industrial. So yeah. that they go around these four zones and do like. Hey, what about know. residential, commercial, and industrial? You got industrial. <laughs> yes, <laughs> those um, are the only zones I care about. So they they'd get these crystals and they could spend the crystals again to release one of the people that was locked in a room. So after they go around these zones and do do some of these challenges and succeed some of them, or then like be bashing on the door saying, "Come out, come out, just leave the crystal behind, otherwise we'll like you'll be locked in," and this person would have to like leap over the poles and not fall in the water or something. So each crystal that they ended up with at the end that they didn't spend went towards like five seconds of time in this crazy grab shit out of the air game. Oh, it was just like money flying everywhere? Yeah. yeah. So they went into this enormous dome that was shaped like a crystal and inside the dome would be like money-sized tickets that were either coloured gold or silver. And each crystal that they ended up with was five seconds on the clock. And they had to get as many tickets as they can and shove them into a hopper on, on the outside. And basically the gold ones that you had, minus the silver ones that you had, um, had to count up to 100 points. And, and if you did, then you would win. And you all got a crystal. Or something. I don't remember. So every silver one is bad? Yeah. So you had to get the gold ones and not the silver ones uh-huh. as enormous fans blew them up into the air from the ground. Uh-huh. So you had, like, typically... The, the best you could get was, like, a minute and a half, two minutes uh-huh. of five or six people. And, and this is why, like, having people locked in was bad, because you, you need as many hands as possible. Yeah. Diving around this glittering dome full of sparkly bits of paper. <laughs> grabbing stuff and then one series <laughs> it was amazing one series everybody went in grinning and they just took their jackets off put them on the floor stepped on them to block the fans and they just picked Pick the tickets off the floor <laughs> it was fantastic and everyone was like oh my god you did this thing and it was clearly cheating it was like the first time you had robot wars over here right? Yeah. it was like the first time they saw a robot write itself from, from being flipped over and it was like this has changed <laughs> the game forever 
<laughs> I remember watching that. I remember watching it and, and just like, oh no, the robot's been flipped over and it just goes, Voop, and, and like the commentator is just, oh my god, this is the most amazing thing. And in the UK, they hired a really well known soccer commentator and he commentated like it was a soccer match with like massive enthusiasm mm. talking about these robots hitting each other with sticks. Sounds um, pretty good. And then, and then like the next series, everybody had one. Yeah, we didn't. This has been the TV show. <laughs> Good, I think we are done enough here. This has been Hussein talks about TV in the UK. Um, we all listen. Yes. Good. Well, hello at brodello.net. Uh, at brodello on the Twitter. with two L's. Yes. Or three L's, if you like. We don't True. mind. Yeah, no, I just ran it through a, a dictionary. And then, uh, and then it also might have, it might have your password. Yes. Email is that your password. Yes, Brodello actually, that's a good idea. Like, Hunter2 at Brodello.net. <laughs> How do you know my password? <laughs> sorry for, for the week off. I'm not that sorry. I feel um, pretty bad about it. Well, you can apologize to all of our no listeners. Sorry, no listeners.